From the Middle Tennessee Association of Realtors, you're listening to Tenants in Common, a podcast sharing stories, motivation, and insight into the real estate industry. All right, here we are again. Thank you, listeners, for joining us for another podcast here with MTAR, MTAR's president, Christopher Wilson. Hey, Chris, what's going on? Not much. How are you guys doing today? Doing all right. And business going well? Business is busy right now. I think everyone's getting that opportunity to experience the uh, the joyous ups and downs of real estate right now in this market. So It is uh, unbelievable. Isn't that what top producer tells you if you don't know how to answer, like, how's your business? It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Another one that I heard that I always found intriguing was, uh, you know, when someone says, how's the market? Well, what market are you talking about? For a buyer, for a seller? Because mm-hmm. truly, it's a different market for it each is. right now. You know, so, so sometimes you almost have to answer that question with a question. So I've got a question for you. What you got? So what's your inspiration for getting up every morning? That's a, that's a deep question. Um, that one is probably a lot of things. It goes back to... I think with a lot of people, you know, I grew up in a, um, well, that, but a lower middle class family for sure. I mean, we were probably giving ourselves a leg up by saying that and, you know, saw, you know, my parents struggle continually to do things and, and through my first career, you know, was never, uh, had the opportunity to be truly financially free, uh, like we're given in real estate. And so it's probably a combination of things. It, it really is a combination of, you know, never wanting to go backwards, always wanting to go forwards. Um, and I've been a big believer for a long time that, you know, you don't get to take it with you. And what I mean by that is, is like knowledge and, and information and, and talents and stuff, all that, you know, when we leave this earth, all that kind of stays here. And so I've been truly blessed with the opportunity to share a lot of stuff with, uh, agents and team members and, and stuff. And, and I truly enjoy that. And so knowing that I get to get up every day and, and kind of have that philosophy of learn something new, do something new, share something new, uh, is, is fun. And then, and then of course, you know, my family, of course, is one of the biggest driving forces, uh, for everything I do, because I mean, a lot of people know how it is. Like if, if you're single and you're kind of just have to take care of yourself it's really easy not to you know, always have motivation to do what you want or need to do. But when you have family members and different people depending on you, that can be a huge driving, driving factor and motivation. That's a good point to be better. You know, you started off your year giving everyone on your leadership team and even to the staff members a book. And it was kind of interesting when you gave us this book, The Go-Giver Leader, by Bob Berg and John David Mann. For those of you that are listening and want to check this book out, it was a nice compliment to something I was gifted earlier, which was The Go-Giver. And so I absolutely loved that book. What made you gift this book to the folks that push you forward? Well, the the series, you're right, is an amazing series. The Go-Giver series, if, if you haven't read it, you guys have to check it out. I think they're on their fourth or fifth title now. They even have one for kids. It's a great, great series about how to just look at business in a different way, about more of a service attitude than a, than a receiving attitude. And 
sometimes I know I'm guilty of it. We get going and going and going and it's just, you know, next, 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 next all the time. So to have a perspective where that's not necessarily wrong or bad, but, you know, slow down and look at the other side of this coin is a big deal. So I was actually given the Go-Giver book when I went to the Ninja sales training course uh, that's done by the group out of, uh, and that's their actual name, the group out of uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, they give that book as part of the package when you sign up. And I kind of got addicted to the series and read through the whole series. The Go-Giver Leader, the biggest reason I did that is one of my kind of mantras has been for a while, words matter. And it's this concept of you should be methodical with what you say because because words have the ability to uh, change somebody. Words have the ability to hurt somebody. Uh, and the wrong words can do a lot of damage. So being very um, intentional with your verbiage is, a, is an important thing. And that's one of the, the kind of practices in the go-giver leader is this idea of words matter, be intentional, you know, uh, be intentional. But then the other part about it is one of the hardest things for someone like me uh, was this idea of personal development. Um, Jeremy Tabor, who's my mentor, actually was the one who got me into personal development. And it was so bad. That, I mean, I literally would have family look at me and like, you know, what's that hoodoo voodoo? We don't believe in that, you know, kind of thing. And which just drove me even more to dive into this kind of stuff. And a lot of the personal development stuff is very much this, you know, a, aggressive uh, mentality as far as, you know, going to get it. You look at some of my favorites are 10X by Grant Cardone, you know, some of these type ones. And, and they can be, you know, this this aggressive style, which has been very beneficial for me. So to have something that, that kind of showed you to be not just in your words, but in your style, more methodical, more intentional, um, listen more, ask more questions, do those kind of things. That, I believe, was one of the books that started to change my leadership style, whether it be with my real estate team or in other ventures that I've done. And so to me, it spoke to kind of what I was hoping to bring to the table with our group. Yeah, we are, we are these vessels of power and, and being able to recognize that words do matter and you sit and you think about it, it really is about the relationships you want to develop and, and how you want to approach them. And in this book... It's broken down to, let me see if I can count, have this number of fingers on my hand. One, two, three, four, five. Five laws, law of value. And that's talking about your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. This industry, my goodness, people are always going to you. How do you feel, how, how does this law relate to you? Well, I think it can relate to everybody if you think about it. Jim Rohn even talks about uh, do more than you're paid for. Unfortunately, I think there's a lot of times where we, I've heard people espouse the, the belief of like, well, I'm too good for that. That's below my pay grade. I'll have somebody else handle that for me. And that's a true detriment, both in our industry and in society, to have that mentality, in my opinion, you know, uh, if you don't want to do the Jim Rohn one, you can even go to uh, Gary Vanderchuk, a, a more modern one. He talks about that. He literally went and interned for free, mm -hmm. you know, for whatever it was, I think six or nine months or a year. Didn't get paid at all because he knew that if you show your talents and abilities to this individual that he was trying to do this with, he was going to make more money 
than he ever could have made, you know, making this salary or making whatever for that internship. And, and it's not that you have to do that, but, it, but that concept still applies in the fact that if you give more than you expect, I genuinely believe you'll actually end up getting more in return. Mm-hmm. So, so give more than you're expecting to receive. And, and by that you'll receive more. Um, it, 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 to me, it's also not just the law of value, the law of attraction, you know, uh, this concept of what you focus on expands. It's that same kind of thing. So if you focus on an attitude of, of servant, you know, servant nature or, or um, a servant's heart kind of thing, it will pay off in the long run. Um, and in our industry, you can directly see that you can see that with referrals and you can see that with, um, you know, uh, uh, reviews on, on your Facebook and Google and all these different places. So I think it's very valuable uh, to have that persona. I also think that's the only way you can truly learn what people need. I think we have a, a bad habit sometimes, and I'm very guilty of this, of being in such a hurry that we make assumptions on what people's needs are. And, and if we would slow down and actually talk with them and communicate with them, we would actually be able to learn truly what their needs are. And what you'll find when you do that sometimes is you may have been doing twice as much work and had none of the effect because you were working in the wrong avenues based on your assumptions. Whereas when you truly find out what they need and you address those needs directly, you'll affect them in a way that you never could have otherwise. You touched on one of the the second law in in the book, law of compensation. Your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. That word serve comes up. It does. And, and service is, you know, service is what we're all about. Truly, if you think about it, in, in almost any industry, service is what you're about. Uh, it's just who are you serving? You know, different, different industries service different things. And, you know, so ours is, is obviously service of people. But... If you're not even given that opportunity, and once again, in any commission-based career, you need the customer to want to utilize your services so you can get paid. That's how we get paid. We're successful. Right. Uh, Brian Copeland, the Region 4 Vice President, mentioned at a thing, you know, we shouldn't call it a commission. We should call it a success payment uh, because we're only getting paid if we're successful, which is, i.e., helping somebody buy or sell their home. And, you know, but to be able to do that, these things all kind of have to be all these laws that we're talking about here have to be kind of in congruence and, and you have to be working, you know, with them all. So you have to have service, the right kind of service, the right kind of attitude. And by doing that, once again, you will get people who will help you along the way to be successful. That's another way to look at it is they're helping you be successful just like you're helping them be successful. Yeah. It's a, it's a unique ecosystem. Um, absolutely. The next one talks term. about, Ecosystem, that's a great That's a great term for it all. It really is a unique ecosystem. The law of influence. Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. When I was teaching leadership and um, some classes at Lipscomb, talking about influence and power and leadership, they all go together, and you have to discern the difference between manipulation and coercion. Manipulation is tricking people. Coercion is forcing people to do something. This law of influence, you have to keep in mind about the ethical use, the good use of influence um, by placing other people's interests first. 
That's so difficult right now. Human nature makes that difficult. It's ingrained in us in this whole, you know, on a, on a cellular level of, of self-preservation, uh, self-fulfillment, you know, uh, and, and to a degree, there's nothing wrong with that. But yes, in this industry and in numerous other industries, to be successful, you have to put, a, put away your kind of carnal, uh, you know, self and, and be willing to do something that does not come easy for most people. I've, I've gotten the opportunity to meet a few people who it genuinely does come easy for them. And that is something to be envious of because most people who are successful at that work excessively hard. And, and I think the other thing is to talk about influence too, because influence is not what today's society considers influence, you know, social media influencers, things like that. That's not what this is talking about. This is not, that is not true influence. Um, you know, this is talking about truly having an imprint on somebody's life mm -hmm. for the better, you know, and in real estate, the truth is just like in other fields, you don't get that opportunity as much as you think you would. You know, we will have successful transactions and we'll be cordial and, and, you know, send out things and we may get referrals and things like that. But to truly have influence, to truly have an impact on somebody's life, those opportunities don't come around all the time. So when you do get them, and for those who have experienced that, they know what I'm talking about. It, it's kind of a different level. It's a different feeling altogether. And, and it's one of those ones you'll never forget those times when you do have that true kind of influence on somebody. And then the, one of the last, second to last laws, authenticity, the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. I mean, that's just, that's in life in general. I mean, and sometimes I think like when we're sitting here going over these, they can seem kind of uh, cliche mm -hmm. or, or even maybe a little cheesy and, and things like that. But when you read the books and, and you kind of get what they're talking about and they, the beautiful thing about these books is they do it all in a story setting um, and it makes it easier. But this part is true. You know, it's kind of like a lie. I mean, our parents would tell us all the time, it's like, you know, don't lie because you then have to remember your lie, you know, when you're a little kid Absolutely. and you're trying to lie to get out of it, in trouble or whatever it is. And, and, you know, the same thing in business is be authentic. And here's, here's the kicker to this. I, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll be open about this. I, I didn't like my authentic self when I first got into this business. I came from a, a very um, stressful, very demanding, you know, environment in emergency medicine into to this business where my authentic self didn't really fit a successful real estate career. Mm -hmm. So what I did as I went, you know, to work changing that, and it's not easy. That's a, it's a struggle, and and I, I will empathize with anybody who is either currently going through that struggle or is going to try to go through that struggle of changing kind of who you are and who your authentic self is. But um, it's worth it, and and if you do it, it it does make your life so much easier when you can just be. This is who I am, mm -hmm. and I want you to love it. But I also understand that it's not for everybody kind of thing. And, and, but I'm not going to be anybody else because this is who I am. People, the right people will be attracted to the right person when it comes to business, when it comes to personal, when it comes to whatever. I, I truly have always believed that. So, and The last one here, the law of receptivity. Did I say that correctly? Mm. Receptivity? Receptivity, yeah. That's Use it <laughs> The key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. 
Think about that though. So let me ask, let me go back to your question is like, what's for me, I don't know about you awkward. What, what would you like for your birthday? No, I hate that. Or Christmas. Oh, uh, any of them. I don't want to get a gift. I like to give. Do you not appreciate the handwritten card at Christmas now more than you ever did as a kid? Remember, you remember as a kid, you get the handwritten card, mom be like, oh, open the card first. What the heck am I opening the card for? There's a present right there. What am I uh-huh. open the card? You know, but think about it now that we're older. That handwritten gift or that handwritten card, a lot of times means a lot more now than the gift. Yes, we're all still kids at heart. We all still like to open a present or do whatever. But but when someone comes to you and be like, well, what do you what, what are you wanting this year? I'm a grown man. If I want it, I'll go buy it. I don't. I don't necessarily need. You can't afford it. Yeah, it's like you know. But um, and it's it's that way. One of the hardest things for us to do on on an individual level, I think, is is to receive sometimes, because most of us aren't narcissistic. So you know, to have this idea of of being open to someone giving back to us, that's a struggle. I mean, I, I did. I was at Lowe's before I came over here today picking up some stuff. And there was an elderly guy who was just lifting cardboard boxes. I offered to help him lift them in. He did not want my help. And I understand that. I wasn't going to push the issue. That's a pride thing. It's hard for people to accept. Right. You know, I, I wouldn't do it. I've been out there lifting <laughs> sheets of you know plywood and someone offered help. I'm like, oh, no, I got it. I got it. You know, it's, it's, it becomes a pride thing. So, but I think in, in all reality, out of all of them, this could be one of the most important ones. Mm-hmm. Because if, if we can't open ourselves up in that nature... Can you really genuinely have the other ones working the way that we're kind of talking about? I kind of dog-eared a page here um, as we kind of wrap up these laws. And like I said, this is coming from the Go-Giver Leader, uh, a little story about what matters most in business. And, you know, this is a really powerful book. If If you're looking for something to give you a little fuel to get you through... So you may not be a CEO, prime minister, or president. You may not be the head of your organization or boss of your company. But even if you don't happen to occupy a traditional, in air quotes, leadership position, that doesn't mean you're not in a position to influence others, to inspire and empower others, to be the catalyst for others' greatness, to champion their success, to hold them up. It was a great way to start this book. That's not the ending of the book. That's just the beginning. It's it's funny. Um, I'll end with a couple of examples here. I, I've actually heard some stories and, and I knew some people who had little tests for, you know, if you were coming in to their organization in any kind of position of power, they had tests. One of the stories I heard, I didn't know this individual. I heard the story through someone else's. They would take them out to a meal. And if they salted their food before tasting it, that was a red flag for them. Hmm. Like, okay. And, and I'll just leave it to let people, you know, infer what they want from that. But that was, that was an interesting one. Another one that I did know, I knew this uh, CEO, he would intentionally walk you around the building mm-hmm. and intentionally take you by the you know, environmental services people, which is, you know, cleaning people and trash people and, and security guards and, and then, then walk you through the C-suite. So you, you would start in the C-suite, which is for those who don't know, you know, CEO, CFO, you know, all your chief executives, you'd start in the C-suite and then I you call would, it the C-sweat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you what, 
Uh, and then you'd end in the C-suite. And his point was, if you didn't treat the people on the first floor the way you treated the people on the 10th floor, you didn't get a job with his company. He didn't care what your qualifications were. That is powerful. And so it really is, this is not just about, you know, a, you know, education manager or communications manager or, or president of the association or whatever. It's not about that. The truth is uh, the power comes from the group as a whole. And, and that was part of the reason for this book is it, it, the more all of you guys understood kind of how I operated, the easier you would be able to see, oh, well, that may be why he's, you know, pushing this way or going that way. And, and our staff here is one of the best staffs I've ever come across in any field. Who's your favorite? Well, you know, we're going to have to say Candy, right? I mean, she's ultimately the boss. She's, she's not she's listening. A, uh, she will be. I promise you. So uh, I'm going to be smart and say, Candy, Candy, I love you. I love uh, you too, Candy. You're so smart and pretty. And yeah. So uh, we're not idiots here, man. Come on. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's It's the entirety. And I think that's the important part. Of it. I think that's kind of what he's even talking about there. You don't have to be the CEO. You don't have to be. You don't have to have this impressive title after your name. It doesn't mean you're not important. The truth is. More people without titles after the name are more important than the people with titles after the name. Yeah. If you truly understand that. That's so, so good. One of the books, um, as we wrap up this segment, uh, that I'd like to share is The Dash. I love The Dash. When I first thought book. about it, it was like, it kind of gave me chills. Uh, not to be all dramatic, but you think about, you're looking at you, uh, an epitaph, a headstone, and this is your life. You only get so many chances around the sun. Mm-hmm. Some of them are good. Sometimes they no. suck. And, but you think about this dash between the time you took your first breath and the time you, you take the last one. What does that dash look like? You, you have the power to make that dash whatever you want. You guaranteed two dates in this life. That's right. A beginning one and an end one. And it looks like we're getting towards the end of this kind of podcast. Yes. So you would recommend these books, The Go-Giver and The Go-Giver Leader? Absolutely. And I'm sure over time we'll talk about some more books to for you know the association and the people listening to, to look out for. But uh, this is a great way. Self-education is one of the best ways you can do it. And this, this series, The Go-Giver series, um, is an amazing one to, uh, to start with. Um, and I would almost challenge people who think this is not their cup of tea because I didn't think it was mine. Mm-hmm that this should be the first one you read. It'll, it'll at least give you the alternative perspective. So Get that book, read yourself, gift it to someone else, and keep the good going. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Tenants in Common. Find out more about the association and upcoming events at www.mtar.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MidTNRealtors. Duplication or publication of this podcast is strictly prohibited without the written consent of the Middle Tennessee Association of Realtors. Until next time.